Welcome to Wake Up With Wall Street for Monday, March 15th, and that date means it's the Ides of March. Today's top stories, Americans are flying again and restaurants are filling up. What will that mean for our stock market? I'll have details shortly. We have a very full week ahead with economic data, a Fed meeting, bond sales, and more. I'll discuss all of it in a moment. Finally, it looks like our stock market is on the move overnight. What should you expect on the open? More on those and other topics shortly, as well as a complete check of the overnight markets. I'm Scott Nations. Now wake up and let's get to it. A quick recap of the action on Wall Street from Friday. Stocks were generally strong on Friday with one important outlier. The S&P 500 gained exactly four points on the day, and that's equal to about one-tenth of one percent. The Dow was the big winner, gaining nine-tenths of one percent, and the NASDAQ 100 once again went the other direction. This has been a theme lately. The NASDAQ 100 lost nine-tenths of one percent. Despite all that dispersion, it seems most stocks did well on Friday as 70% of the stocks in the S&P 500 gained ground on the day. The surprising aspect of Friday's action was that so many stocks did well despite interest rates spiking once again. The 10-year yield rose by 10 basis points to close at 1.63%. That's a big move with rates this low, so it's no surprise that the NASDAQ 100 had a tough day. The richest valuations are going to be hurt the worst by increasing interest rates, and that's the NASDAQ 100. What is surprising to me is that the broad market held up so well. Additional evidence of the broad nature of the advance is the S&P sectors. Every S&P sector gained ground with the exception of technology. Away from Wall Street, Americans are busting out. The Transportation Security Administration announced that on Friday, it screened the highest number of airplane passengers since March 15th of last year. TSA screened just more than 1.3 million passengers on Friday. That's still down 20% from the year-ago level, and it's nearly 38% below that level from the year 2019. Most American airlines set new 52-week highs on Friday. Things are improving for travel and hospitality, but both will be severely constrained by capacity as they try to make up for a lost year. This will be an important balancing act for the airlines in particular. They got crushed by COVID and many of their costs are fixed in the form of aircraft and labor contracts. Their big variable cost is fuel, which got very cheap, but they weren't burning much of it. So airlines have to figure out the pricing structure which maximizes revenue. Let's face it, they have a lot of ground to make up while minimizing perceptions of gouging as everyone is desperate to travel. Looking at the day ahead on Wall Street at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Time with two hours and 15 minutes to go before markets open, stocks are set to open slightly higher. Futures say the S&P 500 is set to open higher by one quarter of 1%, while the NASDAQ 100 and the Dow are both set to open higher by one third of 1%. It's good to see the NASDAQ 100 participating in this rally. Interest rates are easing a little bit, and that's helping stocks, particularly the NASDAQ 100. Crude oil is at $65.70 a barrel, which is a small gain on the day. We have a bunch of important news this week. China will announce retail sales data today, and since they seem to have opened up earlier than we have here in the United States, it will be interesting to see what segments in China are doing best. Meanwhile, we'll get very little data of our own today. On Tuesday, we will get some releases in the form of retail sales and industrial production. That production data will be hurt by a global shortage of the computer chips that go into automobiles and home appliances. You've heard me discuss this shortage before, 
as well as what it says about the global supply chain for the stuff we require for everyday life. This is going to be something to pay attention to. On Tuesday, we'll also have the start of a two-day Fed meeting. On Wednesday, we'll get the results of that Fed meeting as well as Chairman Powell's press conference. The Fed has short-term rates at their lower bound and is telegraphed that they have no intention of raising them right now. They will have to speak to the recent surge in interest rates, so the thing to really watch for, the most important result of the entire meeting, will be any change in their bond buying program or any discussion of any change. I think the Fed's way behind the curve, but they're the ones in charge. We'll end the week with responses from central banks in the United Kingdom and Japan. All in all, it'll be a full week. That's been Wake Up with Wall Street for Monday, March 15th. I'm Scott Nations. Remember, you can join me every weekday to get a jump on the day ahead. And be certain to join me every Friday for that week's Worst Company in the World. If you have a company you'd like to nominate as the absolute worst in the world, just send me an email. That email address is worstcompany at wakeupwithwallstreet.com. Now wake up and go get them.